to total career success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers to achieve their potential and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Cody Farzad today, and we're going to be talking about a very um, different and an important topic, how you can protect your information as it relates to your background and also your social networking brand. Well, companies have increased their security vigilance due to rising incidents of fraud, violence, and misrepresentation in the job market and in the workplace itself. And today's guest shares his expertise on surveillance, security, and background investigations. With the prevalence of online information, job boards, blogs, social networking, companies have access to information on candidates they never before dreamed of accessing. Stay tuned for some interesting insight into the world of background checks and how you can increase the security of your background information and social networking brand. Well, first, let me just briefly introduce Cody. Cody Farzad is uh, experienced in security and investigations and has a degree in criminal justice and sociology from California State University at Long Beach. Now with EmployersChoiceOnline.com, he is a pre-employment background investigator. Welcome, Cody. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, before we get into the specifics of uh, the importance of understanding background checks uh, for one's career, share a little bit about your own career and how you decided to enter this field. Sure, of course. Uh, Well, like you mentioned, I received my criminal justice degree uh, from California State University, Long Beach, excuse me, in 2006. Before that, I did work uh, with the Orange County Probation Department, employed as a deputy probation counselor working with um, incarcerated youth, um, usually between 16, 17, 18 years of age, Um, you know, just instructing them on uh, the importance of staying out of trouble, uh, drug use, a lot of them were affiliated with gangs, so did a lot of counseling work, a lot of rehabilitation work. Uh, also uh, transitioned from the public sector to the private sector and worked with two major retailers uh, in a loss prevention capacity, investigating internal employees as well as investigating external thefts, uh, customers coming in and taking merchandise and shortages on operations with regards to receiving merchandise, how it's being um, received, who's touching the merchandise, and how it's being um, relocated within the store. Um, I then decided to um, venture into the private investigative arena uh, because of my expertise in both the public and private sector. I wanted to get a little bit more detailed with regards to background investigations. Um, So I was hired by uh, Diversified Risk Management, which is the parent company of Employer's Choice Online in 2007 um, as a background investigator. So Excellent. Well, we are now. You've covered a lot of ground in, in your young career, I would say. It's Cody, definitely a passion it. of mine. Go Cody, ahead. Let me ask you, uh, is, the, is your business uh, increasing? I mean, it, it seems to me that, you know, everywhere you look and everywhere you read or hear, it's... Uh, uh, it, it seems to be uh, increasing and, and getting significantly uh, worse. Is that true, or do you find with, it to be? Yeah, with regards to um, 
background investigations. And when I say background investigations, these are, you know, employment background checks where we're not really investigating anyone. We're just providing public information to our clients. Right. We get a signed release from the applicant and everything else. So we have seen an increase in business for the simple fact that compliance issues now for instance, anybody that's awarded a federal contract, that contract is um, uh, exp- or stating that that company has to do background checks on any employee that's going to be working under that contract, even if that employee's been with the company 25, 30 years. So we're really uh, focusing on that kind of industry and then trying to get these companies who are forced or who are mandated to do background checks to develop a background screening policy themselves. Well, isn't it also, uh, besides the compliance issues uh, for government contracting and so forth, isn't there some liability issues also that companies are wanting to cover themselves on? Yeah, definitely. Each company has a duty to their employees to foster a, a safe workplace. Um, so, you know, there's a, we're seeing, and, and let me give you a brief background. The reason how Employer's Choice Online came about was, uh, from lengthy investigations we were doing. We were doing very costly investigations on employee theft, employee drug use, um, misconduct. And these investigations were taking a lot of time and was causing the client a lot of stress because of money, having to get rid of these employees and everything else. So what we did was provided a proactive service or a value-added service where just doing some screening up front you know, you're not going to know everything about the applicant, but do your part. You know, uh, pay a little bit up front because you're going to spend a lot of time and money and energy and training retaining these employees and paying them. So that's how um, Employer's Choice Online came about, was providing to our clients, our investigative clients, hey, you know, that's fine that we were able to put these pieces back together. However, it wouldn't fall apart if you just would have done some background checks up front. Cody, we... Uh Specialized in job search and total system in in all ten chapters and all ten major steps of uh, the job search process and resumes is obviously a critical part and we've always found uh, a significant amount of uh, lying is really the best word um, you know and bending the truth. I would think in a bad economy when people are even more desperate uh, you're going to see a much more lying and fudging of numbers. And then the other, and second part of that I'd like to address is uh, we work a lot with veterans, and as we've seen in the news, uh, so many politicians or people generally claim to be veterans when they're not, and it's, uh, it's uh, it, you right. know, as a Marine Corps veteran, I, I am offended that anyone would claim to be a veteran, especially a Vietnam veteran, when they're not. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, the first part uh, with regards to resumes, I mean, statistics are constantly rising with regards to education verification. Somewhere between 30 and 40 percent of applicants lie on their resume. About 30 to 40 percent lie about their education. Um, Especially if a qualification is having a specific degree, uh, you want to make sure that you're doing at the minimum verifying that they did receive that degree. There's also numerous of diploma mills, quote unquote, out there that for a price you could buy a degree. Um, It's a very, very nice school name. It sounds like a legitimate school. And they provide you with uh, transcripts. They provide you with a diploma. And um, they even sometimes provide a contact number where the company can actually call the college, quote-unquote, and get that verification. So the background Uh, checks really um, are able to ferret those kinds of things out. Yes. We we make sure that we qualify each 
school that we're verifying. We make sure we're dealing directly with the registrar. We're not talking to a, a professor or a, a reference that the applicant had put down. We're making sure we're going directly to the registrar. For employment verifications, we're going directly to HR. There's also you know, websites out there that offer fake employment verifications. If you have a gap of employment, let's say you're unemployed for you know, two and a half, three years, you don't want to put that on an application, you could provide them with a uh, work uh, field of, of, or an industry that you would like to work in, and they'll provide a fake company, companies that may have gone bankrupt that you cannot verify, or they'll provide a 1-800 number where their service will answer the phone and act as that company verifying that information. Unbelievable. It's so the bad. way the things, the things are these days, you know, um, a lot of companies or a lot of people are trying to make money, but they're kind of going about it the wrong way. And well, with regards- what's amazing to me, uh, Cody, is uh, these reference mills that you're talking about. Right, Depl- they're yeah. so brazen that they're advertising on the internet and everything. Yeah. It's just unbelievable yeah. that people uh, would really stoop to that level right. in order to uh, fabricate a background. And you know, a quick story for you guys: we had a fairly large client um, uh, put out a press release introducing a new high-level employee, stating his credentials and where he used to work and his experiences. Well, a uh, competitor um, saw the press release and uh, questioned the credentials and experience that the, um, the employee had, and sure enough, it was all fraudulent. Now, the client or the company that hired that individual basically can't do anything to him right now. I mean, once you hire an employee, um, it's pretty much, um, you know, set in stone that other, outside of, uh, outside of violating company policy, outside of committing a crime, outside of you know stealing from the company, it's going to be hard to get rid of that employee. And now you know you're paying someone based on experience you thought they had, when in actuality they don't have any of that experience. Well, my understanding but, is that if you lie on a resume or application, that that is grounds for termination. Right. Now, if they're putting it on their application, then that's an integrity issue where they lied on their application. Um, you know, but if they're not putting on, a, on, an, on an application, just putting it on a resume or told verbally the, the HR professional, whoever's interviewing them, yeah, you don't have an MBA from Stanford, and they're taking their word for it, um, they're kind of sealing their fate right there. Well, my understanding Cody. that even is in resumes that if you lie, then that's, that's grounds for termination. Right, yeah, I mean, definitely, but if they're just giving a verbal or in an interview, stating in an interview that they that they have this experience or this qualification and they're taking it for what it's worth and not screening that, then, you know, it's, it's pointless in, in, in hiring that person. So, so the documentation is critical as well. Yes, because a background report, you can't, I mean, we could put on a background investigation that we weren't able to verify the degree, um, you know, and then let's say two, three years from now, they just go back to the application and states right here that this person lied on their application. Then you could obviously get rid of them. Yes. But, you know, let's say for a criminal background check, if you don't do a criminal background check on someone, three years down the line, one of your employees says, hey, you know what, Um, I was having a conversation with this person and he was, you know, convicted of an assault. Well, you could do a background check on that person and get that information, but you can't make any employment decision based on that. Well, for those 70% who are telling the truth, why should they care about background checks? Um, if they are already employed, um, you know, it's, 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 they should know what's in their background because 
the way with identity theft now and people assuming other people's identity, it's very prevalent. They want to make sure they have a pulse on on what their credit's like, on um, you know any criminal background check. So outside of getting a job, it's really we don't we don't think about our background and what's in our background. But because of such a rise in identity theft and um, and assuming other person's identity, it's very important, not saying to go every year and run a credit check on yourself, but at least have an idea of what's in your background, especially with regards to the social networking sites. I don't know if you want to get into that. We will. We'll talk a little about that in the next segment. But uh, when we get from break, we have more to learn about securing your reputation online and offline. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Cody Farzad, and we're talking about the importance of background checks and how they impact your career. And uh, in the last segment, uh, Cody, you mentioned the importance of the social networking brand. Tell us a little bit about some of the dangers there and how people should, some of the steps they can take to ensure that, that they've got the right brand online. Yes, you know, social networking sites, a lot of positives uh, with social networking sites, being able to reconnect with old friends, being able to network, uh, being able to, you know, do business and, and talk about your experiences and view other people's experiences. But there are negative <clears throat> repercussions from social networking sites. Obviously, uh, the business networking sites like LinkedIn or Biznick are are more specific to you know professionals in in whatever related field that they're in. However, when it comes to Facebook or it comes to MySpace or it comes to Twitter, which are 
you know, true social networking sites where you have friends, you have family, as well as, you know, business associates uh, um, conversating with you, posting messages. You really want to make sure that images, comments that are posted on, um, on your networking site um, doesn't get you in trouble. And what I mean is that a lot of people have their site available for anyone to view. Uh, meaning it's just a public site. You put in the person's name and their page comes up and you could view all their pictures and view all their comments. What we're seeing is HR professionals wanting to make smart employment decisions and wanting to make them right away is investigating their potential employee's social networking site. So if they have an employee that has a social networking site and it's not a private profile where anybody could view it, they're going in and seeing exactly how this person spends their weekends, how this person spends their evening with their family. So you want to make sure that you don't have any pictures of, you know, partying or, or drinking alcohol or hanging around with people that you shouldn't be hanging around with or inappropriate dress, inappropriate attire, inappropriate, I mean, anything. You know, and also with regards to comments, you want to make sure that people leaving comments aren't just saying things that could, that could hurt you. Basically, hey, how that party was great last night. Wow, we really got, you know, messed up, and uh, I didn't see you for two hours. You're, you know, things like that. And, and, I, and I've seen this on, on people's networking sites. And the problem that I have or that our industry has with these social networking sites goes back to identity theft. Nothing could stop me from putting up a site on someone that may be going for the same job as me, or maybe I just don't like the person. Nothing could stop me from assuming that person's identity, putting pictures that I may have of him, and now that person has no idea that this networking site has been posted about him, and he's applying for a job, and now an HR professional has disqualified him because she feels the image he's portraying is not something that they want to have affiliated with their company. Cody, one of the things that, as I mentioned earlier, uh, really, really disturbs me is, is a Marine Corps veteran. I'm very protective of veterans and their records. And, I mean, you go to gun shows and you have all these characters to be Vietnam vets, and, all, and they've never served a day in the service at all, much less served in Vietnam. But most recently, the, the latest scam I found, which is absolutely sickening, is these characters that uh, take a veteran's name and number, put his picture on the side, and, you know, he's heartbroken and he's looking for women and he needs money. And, I mean, and these uh, women oftentimes um, are falling for this. You know, mm-hmm. oh, what a good guy, and he's a veteran, and he's single, and he's looking for a wife. And, I mean, they're giving them money and and who knows where it's going it's just it makes you wonder what you can believe the other piece of this is uh i just did a veterans uh seminar and one of the things we talked about is linkedin linked up and and how even researching uh you see all this information and it's absolutely impossible to know what to believe yeah and you know with these social networking sites i mean like I said, as long as you're, I mean, if you're paying attention to their privacy statement or their policy and, and they're doing as much as they can to qualify each user, and they can. I mean, they're just concerned with adding as many users as they can. But there's nothing that could stop me from assuming a vet's um, identity or, or awards or, um, you know, experiences. 
uh, with regards to employment backgrounds, you know, any, any reputable background screening company should offer a military verification search. And so that's just exactly doing that, verifying the branch of service that they're attesting to, verifying the dates that they served, as well as their, um, their discharge. Was an honorable discharge, dishonorable discharge? Did they have any kind of um, corrective action? Um, or if they were employed, we could verify their military uh, employment as well. So, you know, we do offer that service for pre-employment backgrounds. However, for, you know, just these social networking sites, that's, you know, and that's why I, I blog about it all the time is identity theft is huge. And, it, you know, there's, there's nothing that could prevent that. So vigilance is the watchword, and you should really be even Googling your own name every once in a while, see what's Definitely. out there, Definitely. and uh, pursue pursue those that might be putting see? up inappropriate information. Besides what you're saying, Cody, about being careful what you post yourself, Right. I had uh, a client, I actually had a client, very professional young lady, um, degreed, very smart, and she actually was in an HR role with a small company. And she uh, was unhappy because they, they had done a restructuring and her position changed and it wasn't the best role for her. So she went online in her uh, Facebook and put on that what she really wanted for Christmas was a new job. <laughs> and one of the I guess she got what she wished for. Yeah, one of the employees saw that, a supposed friend, right, mm-hmm. and uh, passed it around the, the office. And, well, wouldn't you know, next day she loses her job. So you, it does pay to be vigilant and also be, be sensible. You might be right. upset about something, but let's not, let's not uh, divulge it on the Facebook. Yeah, because, you know, and, and like I said, HR professionals are wanting to get people hired up and get people in right away. Um, if they could save money on running a background check, doing it the legit way, and just go ahead and look at a social networking site and, and say, okay, great, you know, um, this person is somebody we don't want to hire. And, again, what we're getting into is, is notifying the person why they didn't get the job. How can you tell somebody over the phone, yeah, sorry, I went on your uh, MySpace page, I didn't like what I saw, and you're no longer going to be considered for, for the position. First off, they didn't know a background check was going to be done on them, and essentially that's what the HR person did, was doing a, their own background check. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, if you're going to be hiring somebody, they need to know that a background check was going to be done on them, whether it was just you viewing their social networking site or doing a complete background check. And, you know, there's an employment dispute process. I don't know if you want to get into that now, but that's, I mean, that's the well, applicant's rights. Yeah, I think we should because, really, I mean, we work extensively with folks that are in job searches, and there's, we know that there's such a high percentage now of folks that are looking for jobs, trying to advance their careers, and we emphasize that preparation is the key to getting the offer. So having had this discussion around the background checks and also the social networking, what are some other things that an individual can do in preparation for a background check to make sure that they're not uh, surprised by some information that might be inaccurate? Right. Then they need, everybody needs to understand that when a background screening company conducts a background check, they're pulling nothing but public information. We don't do any digging. We don't do absolutely any investigative work. We're pulling public information, public records, criminal records, verifying employment. Employment records is public information. Running a driver's history on someone, that's public information. So what you know, applicants can do um, they could, of course, contact any background screening company and have a background check done on themselves. 
um, you know, they, they're, they're paying some money up front. They can't go ahead and give this background check to a company and say, look, sorry, I already done this for you. You don't need to do it. Um, so they could obviously do a background check on themselves. If they don't know what their employment history is like, there's no way of determining that. We have a lot of people call up and ask us, can we tell them what their employment history dates are like? Nobody knows that unless the applicant knows it or going straight through the Social Security Administration. Mm-hmm. Isn't it also true that um, oftentimes, and maybe not oftentimes, but maybe sometimes, the public information to get is not necessarily accurate. That's correct. For instance, database searches, um, instant criminal database searches. Uh, these are companies that offer uh, for 1999. You put in the person's name and not even a date of birth. Sometimes you're putting in, you know, a common name. You're going to get a bunch of hits mm-hmm. back. A majority of those records aren't even reportable. They're outside of the reporting period, meaning they've occurred outside of seven years. And a lot of them are not even felony and misdemeanor records. They're infractions. There's cases that have been dismissed. There's cases cases that have been um, not disposed. So um, database searches, definitely uh, companies are making employment decisions on a database search. They're doing a disservice to their applicant. So you mentioned Social Security. Now, that's not public information, is it? Uh, when the applicant is, and that's the only way Social Security Administration will give out that information, is if the applicant goes, contacts them, and say, look, I have no idea how my, what my employment history looks like. Obviously, you know, I completed W-2 forms from each employer. For a fee, Social Security Administration will provide that information to the, um, to the person that the Social Security number belongs to. Oh, okay. And oftentimes it's, it's not only the Social Security Administration that gives that number out. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, a number of people that know it, and uh, who knows who's going to Right, and what and Social Security Administration should do is tell the, advise the person that you need to come into your local office in order to retrieve that information. It's what they should do, but it's not what they do do. You're right. You're well, right. That's why. So, and then above, above all, what I could stress to every applicant is just be honest, honest, upfront, honest. Yes, we the problem we, with that honest. is there's so many scam artists out there that it makes you crazy just trying to figure out who's honest and who isn't. Yeah, it's true. Well, you, you know, we do, and we do the as much as we can to verify that the background report we're procuring is truly who the person says they are. Again, you know, it's not foolproof; it's not 100 percent. But we do make sure that we have um, uh, policies in place. That state signed release verifying, you know, social security number, date of birth, all match. You know what's so, really scary is I have a lawyer friend, and we talk about this all the time, and he says, do you realize there are literally thousands and thousands of people all over the world who sit there every day and figure out how they can cheat the system and scam people all day, every day, thousands around the world. And many of them are, you know, who knows where, in Nigeria and all parts of and it and with the internet, I mean, anything you want to do is right there, and it's instant, and it's uh, it's really scary. Yeah, I mean, you know, we you could reach anyone nationwide, and um, and a lot of these these you know um, unscrupulous characters who before were committing assault, committing robberies, mugging, they don't even need to have physical contact with the person they're victimizing. They can do that completely over the computer. And white-collar crime is absolutely rampant. And and with the Internet, there's no way to track it and no way to figure out where it's coming from. Imagine if they would put that creative talent to something productive, huh? Yeah, the world would be a lot bigger place. 
Well, is there any recourse if a company doesn't hire someone based on a background report? Yeah, they need to make sure that they're enacting the pre-adverse and adverse action process. Basically, that's the dispute process. So if a company is going to be making an employment decision based on a background report that they have done on an applicant, they need to make sure that obviously the applicant knows that a background check was being done, and they're obviously waiting for some sort of response. Now, obviously, if they get the job, that's their response. The background check was cleared. Everything is fine. If they decide not to hire the person, they need to deliver a pre-adverse action letter stating, so-and-so did your background check, some negative derogatory information was found, you have the opportunity to contact that background screening company and discuss the information. So they're provided with that letter along with a copy of their background so they could see exactly what information was reported, and they have the opportunity to contact the background screening company. Um, If they feel that the information is true and correct, it's obviously against company policy, let's say, to hire somebody with a felony record. They have a felony record. They could go ahead and contact us, but it's public information. Um, you know, if they feel that the record should have been sealed or expunged, it's obviously not. They need to contact their lawyer, go to the court, get that settled. More times than not, 95% of the time, we don't get those calls. Yes. And the, and the they, information and is... The cutoff is seven years, is that correct, Cody? That's correct, yeah. So basically, you know, if a case is given a disposition date on or after today's date in 2003, then it is reportable. Um, And we do a complete quality assurance. We don't just get records and put them in a report and send it out. We QA every single hit that we get to make sure that it's reportable, our identifiers are in place, meaning that the name and date of birth match. That's the only way criminal records are held is the name and date of birth match. Uh, we make sure it's within the reporting period, and more importantly, we make sure that they were convicted. We don't report non-guilty. We don't report um, not prosecuted. We don't report cases that have been dismissed. We only report convictions or cases where they were found guilty or pled no contest. Okay, well, excellent. Well, we're going to take a little break here, and when we get back, we're going to continue to gain Cody's insights on securing your background and your social um, uh, brand on, on the Internet. So stay tuned. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to betterjobbetterlife.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. 
Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Kenneth Cheryl here, and we're with Cody Farzad, and we're just uh, getting all kinds of information about background checks and how you can uh, and check your information online and, and how you should protect yourself uh, in, in your reputation. These are all such important issues, uh, Cody. We want to thank you again for being with us. Ken? Cody, uh, do you have any statistics on, uh, you mentioned 30, 40 in corporate. How about veterans? Do you have any numbers on veterans in terms of how, much, how rampant it is? Uh, well, you know, with regards to criminal records, uh, we don't, we, we're seeing a, a not a steady increase or not even a steady decrease in criminal records being reported. Um, across the board, it's around, uh, anywhere from 10 to 11 percent of background checks being done have some sort of criminal background check. Now, I'm not saying it's a serious crime or a crime that would disqualify someone from employment, but specifically with veterans, um, I would have to research that information. Um, I know that there are a lot of programs out there <clears throat> that um, are promoting getting veterans or getting people that have had previous records back into the workforce. There are certain states out there for instance, New York that has enacted a law that any crime reported has to be looked at carefully to see if it's going to be directly reflected to the job they're holding. Meaning, let's say uh, you're hiring a secretary that's going to be staying in an office for eight hours a day and not leaving that office. If you get a DUI, misdemeanor DUI record from her, that's obviously not going to be related to her job. Now, if she was going to be driving a delivery driver, an outside salesperson, you wouldn't want to hire that person. So there's programs out there that are trying to help, you know, people that normally would be disqualified for, for even processing with the company, trying to get them back into the workforce. And you're probably with regards aware to veterans, I, I would have to do a little bit more research on that. All right, and you're probably aware of this. I, I read four papers a day, and I ran across a small little article that talked about some legislation that uh, veteran legislators um, had or were trying to pass, and uh, an appeals court said, no way you can do that, and uh, you know, here we are trying to protect our veterans and protect the records and protect them from being honest, and then the, the liberal appeals court said, oh, no, 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 you can't possibly do that. So there are so yeah. many uh, factors. ACLU is a perfect example of uh, it seems like everything they do is uh, designed to help the crooks and not and and dishonor the veterans, and that's uh, right. really tragic. Yeah, well, it so, is. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Cody, if you want to comment on that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, and there's a lot of law out there now having to do with credit reports. There's states out there that want to ban credit reports altogether. They don't want to be able to have employers make decisions on someone's credit report because of the way the economy is right now. I'll be honest with you. Nobody really has, I mean, you know, there's some people that watch their credit, but the way, you know, bills are coming in and people don't have uh, enough funds to handle that medical bill, they feel that that medical bill isn't as important as a utility or their car note, so that medical account could eventually go into a collection account. And you could have an HR person look at that, up oh, collection account, that's, that's not good, we're not going to hire the person. So credit reports is the most hot topic issue right now in um, state legislature as well as the federal government is that they don't want HR professionals to be able to run credit reports at all. Now, it's a double-edged sword. Credit report could tell you a lot about a person's 
responsibility with their accounts. If you're hiring an accountant, if you're going to be giving a gas card, a credit card to your sales force, I feel it's very, very important to know what their credit history is like. So that's well, the one challenge thing. the challenge is that there's a lot of good people who have gotten in trouble uh, true. sometimes by and the loan modifications. But, yeah, yeah, sometimes by um, you know uh, problems that overwhelm them, uh, family issues. Sometimes because of a family member or a spouse right. that has gotten um, carried away with spending, and it's just such an incredible problem now that a lot of good people are found. Uh, it's a very uh, very gray area. It's not it's not black and white. It's not cut yeah. and dry. It's, it's really the discretion of the of the employer. Yeah. And what about bankruptcy? That's becoming more and more common now. And also people walking away from mortgages that have you know, are underwater. Yeah, you know, and they just need to, to, to get an idea if they've done this more than once. Um, what kind of it's just what kind of position, what kind of responsibility, how much are you going to give this person to your company? Um, but they need to very, very closely look at the credit report, look at the amount of the accounts, look, um, you know, when was the, 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 the discharge date of that bankruptcy, you know. So credit report is, and, and by the way, with credit reports, even if you're doing a background on a contractor, on a consultant, on a nanny, on a tenant, anytime anybody's pulling a credit report, they have to make sure a signed release was given from that person. Mm-hmm. This is going outside of regular employment. Yeah, uh, and then for those, yeah, Cody, and then the, for those who have gotten into some issues, have people make mistakes, uh, they get into problems like this. What what's the best way to deal with that? I mean, should they just be upfront about it? And you know, if, if the company's asking for a release of that, should they go ahead and kind of prepare them for what they they'll see? Right. I mean, they should. You know, they should obviously. You get a pulse or get an idea of what the employer is going to see. Uh, you know, you are entitled to a free copy of your credit report um, each year. Uh, but just being honest, I mean, what's done is done. You know, I mean, um, uh, the, the the information is there. Fess up to it. Explain your situation. It's better than not saying anything and then finding out that, you know, the credit was just absolutely horrendous and this person came off as thinking that their background was clean. So there's really nothing that you can do to change the information, but just making sure you know exactly what the information is, being able to speak to it, and, you know, admitting it um, when being asked, being truthful, being honest. Yeah, you know, I, I had to do a loan modification back in the beginning of the year because my wife lost her job and, we couldn't afford the house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't want to lose it. Unfortunately, the loan modification didn't go through. That's why I have, you know, bad credit. So we, we and really... Not all, not all companies are doing um, the credit checks. As no, you mean it's... Check. So you'll know when you sign off, you'll know which part of the checks are going to be done and, and what you need to kind of confess to. <laughs> right. When signing a release, it's a, it's a boilerplate form, meaning... Any and all searches can be done based on them signing the disclosure and authorization form. Within the form, it will stay, you know, uh, credit reports will be searched, uh, criminal records will be searched, uh, uh, references can be called, driving history. So any and all uh, searches that a background screening company can do should be contained within the one-page disclosure form that the, that the applicant's completing. Okay. And then uh, if someone, we talked earlier about the identity theft issue, if someone um, has 
identity has been compromised, what, what do you recommend there? To they should definitely contact all three credit bureaus and have their their credit or their Social Security number flagged, meaning any time an inquiry is made um, to their credit report, they're notified that, hey, this company, this organization is wanting to pull their credit. Um, outside of that, um, keeping up on their accounts, uh, making sure they're getting bank statements every every month, um, making sure that they they're you know they're not putting their information out on the internet that much. I mean, it's very very important to make sure that you know you want to stay cutting edge, but making sure that you know what is what exactly why are you asking for my social security number? Why are you asking for my date of birth? Why do I need to give credit card information for something that I'm not buying? This is a free trial making sure that they are constantly, constantly, if they feel that their identity has been compromised, putting those red flags with all three credit bureaus and just keeping in a, a, a conscious effort and, like you said, Googling their name. More information is coming up. I'm not, you know, uh, you know I've, I've written a few articles. So outside of that, nothing else should come up when you put my name in. You know, I, so it's, it's very important to um, be vigilant and, you know, do do an inventory every month. Do an inventory every month. You know, uh, let me search this search engine, put my name in here. Hey, you know, my date of birth came up here. Let me contact this company and see, look, I know this is public information. I don't appreciate my age being up, you know, because, again, you know, get into age discrimination, and HR professionals are not supposed to obviously know the age of the applicant before they hire them, but what's going to stop them from putting that person's name in and saying, oh, wow, 50 years of age, that's, you know, I don't want to hire that person. That's that's violating the law. Yeah. So putting your your birthday on on your social network may not be the best policy. <laughs> not a, exactly. At least not the year, huh? At least not the year. It's okay for them to give you birthday wishes every year, just not knowing which year you were born in. Yeah. Now you mentioned about background checks for consultants and contractors. Are there some special um, cautions there? Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's uh, for consultants and contractors. It's not regular employment, meaning there's probably a, an anticipated end date that they're going to finish their job duties with the client. Uh, we recommend doing the same exact searches for your contractors. Um, and like I had mentioned, outside of credit, you really don't need their signed release to do a criminal background check, to pull their driver's history, to verify their employment. We always encourage our clients to do so. Um, just so that the contractor knows that a background check is being done on them. Now, they don't, they don't fall under the FCRA. They don't fall under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So you can run those database searches on those contractors. But again, you're going to be making an employment decision based on <clears throat> database searches, which are allowed to be done on contractors and consultants, but the information you're getting is not is not true or accurate. So they should be handling consultants like they're handling their regular employees. Just the difference is is the signed release and being uh, uh, under the, the FCRA. So, so you're saying that, that, that the companies do not need a signed release for consultants? If they're not going to be pulling credit on a contractor, they do not need their signed release. That's interesting. Yeah. Why, why do they make that distinction? Um, because they're not going to be a regular employee, they're not going to be maybe receiving benefits, they're not going to be uh, retired, they're not going to have a retirement, it's a, um, a determined length of employment, um, they're not, they don't fall under a regular 40-hour permanent or full-time employee status. 
Okay, interesting. Well, I, that's something I didn't know, so I, I learned something today, too. <laughs> well, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, uh, we'll have our final segment with Cody and uh, just find out more insights on background strategies, so stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to betterjobbetterlife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to betterjobbetterlife.com. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here with Cody Farzad, and we're just learning a tremendous amount about background checks and investigations and online uh, branding and so forth. And um, we talked uh, about many of the intricacies of the background check, but how long does it actually take uh, to complete, Cody? Uh, yeah, in a perfect world, you know, it would be instant. However, since we are doing county-level searches and we are sending a live person to each county that the applicant or the client wants us to search for their criminal record, usually a, a average background check should take between 24 and 48 business hours to complete. Now. If we're doing any kind of employment or education verification, we are at the liberty, of course, with the employers and the schools to get back to us to verify the information. There are some databases, some third-party verification companies out there that schools have outsourced their records to, which is fantastic. You get an instant uh, degree verification. They can also verify if the student was only enrolled. Also, there is a service for uh, employment verification, a lot of large companies have outsourced that um, to a third-party company where you get <clears throat> you know, a start date, end date, and position held. Usually outside of that information, it's usually against company policy um, with regards to performance questions and how they got along with their peers and uh, how were they 
where they dependable attendance, things like that. That's usually, you know, where you would want to do a reference verification. But with regards to employment, you know, there are a lot of companies that outsource the information. So with that being said, an average background shouldn't take no more than, you know, four or five business days. But we, it, it is about getting cooperation from people that you're trying to verify information through. Well, Cody, you, you guys yourselves must have a problem verifying information and determining what's real and what's phony. Is that not the case? Uh, it is. It is. And there's, um, you know, specific industries that that we cater to. And, you know, we cater to every industry nationwide. Uh, but, for instance, with mortgage companies, with um, software companies, a lot of these companies have been bought out. A lot of these companies have gone under. Um, if a company has been bought out, you know, a lot of these companies don't retain the information, the employment information from the previous company. Um you know, there's a lot of savvy company, a lot of savvy businesses out there or services out there that may pose as the applicant's employer like we talked about. But there are um, there are signs, um, there are um, ways about going about qualifying a company to make sure that, in fact, this is the company that the employee is attesting to. We don't verify any employment through a reference. We don't verify any employment through a supervisor. You know, we go directly to the HR professional that would have that information. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very tough to to determine if, in fact, this is the company that the employee is, uh, is attesting it's, to. It's uh, become such a, a global employment uh, environment these days, Cody. How, how about background checks on candidates who've come, you know, from overseas? Yeah, you know, we, we, we are able to do international background checks, um, uh, countries have their own completely different policy and procedure. Obviously, a signed release is still needed. Uh, we are able to verify employment, education. In various countries, we're able to do criminal background checks. Can't do it in every single country, though. There are some countries that laws are different where, for instance, the applicant is the only one that could submit uh, the request to get the criminal background check on that person. Turn you around. Take a, you take a country like Nigeria where, I mean, it. I mean, every time you you see some fraud or some internet scam coming right it, from it, there, right? I mean, and that obviously is where you have you know either loose laws or no laws, and right. and people literally get away with murder. You're well, right, and and what we're seeing too is that it's very costly to do international background checks uh, because of the information you're getting. Having um, obviously, you know, you can't have a researcher in every country, um, so, you know, you sometimes are outsourcing that information, and more importantly, turnaround time. Turnaround time is extremely long when doing just an education verification. It could take out somewhere up to 13, 14 business days. So international screening is important. We all don't live in the United States. Uh, If you are having, you know, if you are hiring someone that has just moved from a foreign country, it's extremely important to do their background check. Just keep in mind that the fees and the turnaround time is going to be a lot more than any kind of domestic searches. But we are capable of um, doing background checks in various countries. Do you do any Interpol-type work or uh, criminal? We don't, we, don't do, we don't do, like, live scan. You know, you, there, there are, uh, you can do a fingerprinting or, or a live scan search, but we don't, you know, we don't access any of the Interpol records. Um, you know, it just depends on which country we could, for instance, you know, <clears throat> in Canada, you know, we could pull we pull criminal backgrounds from each of the provinces 
in some other countries you can only pull criminal records from the um, state or local police. So it just depends on where the records are being held in and that country. Crux, and the crux of many cases are living where the laws are either non-existent or the loosest. Right. Yeah, and plus the cultures are different in regard to uh, integrity. And I mean, we talk about 30% here in the U.S. and in some parts of the world, um, you know, it's okay to lie. Mm-hmm. So have to yeah. be aware of those things as well. Well, Ken mentioned earlier the work that we're doing with veterans and they're helping them with their job searches. In fact, we've established a new nonprofit entity called Careers for Life uh, precisely to assist veterans and other uh, um, nonprofit organizations that are providing job search to folks that are struggling. And uh, we're real excited about this new entity. Are there any um, unique situations that veterans face in regard to background checks? And uh, comment, if you would, if, if the a history of P- PTSD is something that concerns companies. Well, you know, it, with regards to veterans, um, they should be treated as any other job applicant. It shouldn't matter about their age or their experience, you know, or, you know, any kind of uh, disorder that, <clears throat> that they have experienced, uh, of course, before, um, job offering the person, you can't ask them about their physical health or their mental health or their age, and I think that's the the big thing where veterans get the um, get the short end of the stick. Um, you know, experience with I haven't had direct experience with veterans. I've had experience with companies that are uh, have their certification as a you know a veteran owned business, and those companies do very well. It's a very very important certification that that a company can get where, you know, federal contracts come out, they state, hey, you could be the contractor. However, if you use any subcontractors, they have to have, for instance, a veteran's own business uh, certification. So as far as uh, veterans owning businesses, um, it's a very, very, it's becoming a very level playing field. They are able to compete for those RFPs or those contracts. But with regards to veterans as applicants, they need to know, uh, definitely about the Age Discrimination Act. They need to know about the um, about any kind of workers' comp um, laws and know that hey, employers can ask about your health, your suitability for employment only after a job offer has been made. Mm-hmm. Um, they should not know your age at any time before um, before they hire you, unless and again when running a background check, they background screening company is asking for the date of birth because we need a full date of birth in order to run a criminal background. Yeah, Cody, one of the uh, things that we mentioned in our job search seminar, and and by the way, we have uh, numbers of veterans listening. Uh, To all you veterans out there, one of the things that I talked about in the seminar that I strongly recommend that you do is that uh, companies oftentimes uh, do not know the military, have heard the term PTSD, but don't really know what it means, but they know it, it scares them. And, and oftentimes veterans intimidate employers, and employers oftentimes are not even aware of what's going on. So it is essential that uh, when you do an A-plus resume, as we suggest, and when you do A-plus references, as we suggest, it's important that your references address the question of PTSD. Uh, a commanding officer, uh, two, three levels above him, having that uh, person speak to your background, the fact that uh, PTSD may or may not 
you may have it, but it's not an issue as it relates to your employment. It's not an issue relative to your performance. Very, very critical that you have that information in there. So when the question comes up in a civilian interview, you're able to address it, show them the reference letter, and that typically addresses it with the interviewer. Cody, um, it's for government agencies, um, is there any difference in their background checks for whether it's local, state, or national? They're just doing they're doing the same kind of searches, however, they're doing a more comprehensive field interviews, doing a lot more reference verifications. Um, you know, they um, they may go back further than seven years with regards to criminal background checks. Uh essentially they're a lot more comprehensive. Um they do contract it out to background screening companies, or they would have a department uh, within their own agency that does the background checks. But they are generally doing the same kind of searches, just on a more comprehensive, longer term. Yeah, so it's um, more bureaucratic and more paperwork to fill out. And, uh, so, and, of course, it depends on the level of security that you need for a particular uh-huh. role. You're right, you're right. I mean, it's definitely, it's, you know, they have their, their different classifications, so it just depends on what, on, um, on, how, on what position they're going to be holding classified, are they going to have any kind of clearance. And, um, and those backgrounds, sorry, they're not taking up to 48 hours. They're taking sometimes up to, you know, seven, eight, nine months. Well, Cody, uh, where can folks get information about your company or if they have uh, questions uh, about specific background checks? They could call me directly. Our 1-800 number is 800-424-7011. And, again, our company is EmployersChoiceOnline.com, and that is our website, just www.EmployersChoiceOnline.com. And they could also find us as a uh, division of Diversified Risk Management, Inc., and that number is 800-810-9508. And I can also be reached via email at C is in Cody, and Farzad is F is in Frank, A-R-Z-A-D, at D is in Diversified, R is in Risk, M is in Management, Inc.us. Okay, I'll be happy to answer any questions anyone will have. Um, we strive to just um, uh, provide, uh, you know, clients and or not clients with the education and, and just let them know why background checks should be done and, um and developing some sort of policy. Okay, excellent. Well, as always, we look to add value to our listeners, and if you'll remember, we've created seven free videos that help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www.betterjobbetterlife.com, and uh, there's a lot of information covered there. We've covered a lot today on the importance of your social media brand as well as uh, uh, protecting your background information on the Internet and also uh, credit checks and in other uh, public uh, venues, just be, on the, uh, be aware of what's out there about yourself. Well, Cody, we want to thank you for a great interview today and all the great information that you provided us. Um, and this is going to air uh, on Labor Day, so we want to wish everyone a, a happy holiday for Labor Day. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.